0: Welcome to the ACFCS Financial Crime Cast, a briefing featuring the latest news, analysis, and guidance from thought leaders across the financial crime spectrum. I'm Brian Sabota-Kindle, VP of Program Development with ACFCS, and today we're taking a look at a word that's shaken up the crypto world, and that word is Libra. Facebook announced its plans for a new cryptocurrency in June. And the response has been perhaps predictably divided, with some excited by the entry of such a major company in the crypto space and others raising issues over privacy and financial crime risk. From the perspective of U.S. regulators, much of the concern has focused on money laundering, fraud and sanctions related threats. From your perspective, you may be wondering what, if anything, Libra might mean for you. Fortunately, we have a true subject matter expert here to help us make sense of this. I'm joined by Dr. Tom Robinson, chief scientist and the co-founder of Elliptic, one of the leading blockchain investigations and forensic firms worldwide. Tom, thanks very much for being here. Appreciate you joining us.
1: Hi, Brian. Thank you for having me.
0: So let's start with the basics for those that may not be familiar with it. Can you just give us some background on Libra, uh, what it is and and how it came to be?
1: Sure. So Libra is a cryptocurrency developed by Facebook. Um, So I think the first question is, why have they bothered developing a new cryptocurrency? Um, So Facebook say that their overall mission as a company is to connect the world and that they see financial transactions as just another form of communication. And so they want to create a, a simple global currency and payment system that can be accessed by billions of people all around the world. And I think most importantly, they want to open up payments and other financial services to people who can't currently access them.
0: This is not necessarily the same, I would say, as a as a Bitcoin or in, uh, you know, uh, Monero or Dash for those that might be familiar with those. So how is Libra different from other cryptocurrencies that we've already seen out there?
1: Yeah, I, I think it's very important to understand that this is very different, something like Bitcoin. Um, I think that maybe um Libra is being lumped together with other cryptocurrencies and being treated the same way when it really does have quite different characteristics. Um, So I think the first major difference is that uh, Libra is backed by assets held in a reserve. So I think Libra is designed first and foremost as a payment system. So as a means of buying a cup of coffee or sending money back to your family in a different country. And cryptocurrencies such as Bitcoin really aren't very well suited to payments, um, primarily because of their volatility. So over the past year, we've seen the value of one Bitcoin vary between three thousand dollars and thirteen thousand dollars. And it can also change in value significantly from minute to minute. And so this volatility makes Bitcoin pretty impractical for payments. And so with Libra, the decision has been made to back each unit of the Libra currency with a a basket of assets designed to maintain a stable value. Um, So this will include currencies such as the US dollar and Euro. Um, So these assets are known as reserve and are managed by an independent organisation called the Libra Association, which is going to be based in Switzerland. So what this means is that you can be reasonably sure that your morning cup of coffee will cost the same number of Libra from one day to the next. So I think that's one of the the primary differences. Whereas cryptocurrencies such as Bitcoin have a a freely floating value that's determined purely by supply and demand, much like regular currencies. Libra, on the other hand, has a value determined by the value of that basket of assets that, that backs it. So that's one, one major difference. I think the second major difference is that unlike Bitcoin or Ether, Libra isn't really fully de- decentralized. So if you are going to have a reserve back in your currency, then you need to have that organization that's managing that reserve, which in Libra's case is that Libra Foundation based in Switzerland. And so you have that central point of failure. With um, a cryptocurrency such as Bitcoin, there is no single point of failure. Any single participant in the system ceases to operate, but Bitcoin will carry on regardless. And then I think the third major difference between Libra and other cryptocurrencies relates to who can use it and who can be involved in its operation. So with Bitcoin, anybody at all anywhere in the world can use Bitcoin. They can create a Bitcoin wallet. They can They can transact in it without anybody's permission, and even going beyond that, anybody in the world can be involved in the operation of the Bitcoin network by validating transactions, which is a process called mining. So this isn't quite the same with Libra. In Libra, the the miners, the transaction validators, are known as validators. Um, But they fulfill basically the same role, gathering new transactions, ensuring that they're valid, and then writing them to the ledger. Um, But in Libra, not not anyone can be a a validator. You have to meet certain criteria, and in fact, at the moment, you have to pay for the privilege. Our 28 companies have agreed to be Libra validators, ranging from Visa, Spotify, to Uber. Um, So at the beginning, Libra will not be permissionless like uh, a regular cryptocurrency. One of the aims of the Libra Foundation is to uh, start the transition towards more of a permissionless system.
0: So it sounds like unlike a lot of other cryptocurrencies, this isn't something that's being traded freely on an exchange. Um, and it, it's not necessarily going to be something that's used for speculative purposes. Would, you know, number one, is that accurate? And number two, how, how would one actually go about uh, obtaining Libra under the plans for the system?
1: Right. So I think it's true to say that there won't be a a great regulation on the price of Libra like there is with Bitcoin or Ether, simply because it's designed to have a fairly stable value compared to to fiat currencies. However, I do think that it will be freely tradable on crypto exchanges. It has been designed as an open system. So you want to send it and use it as you wish. Uh, And so I, I think that a lot of the major crypto exchanges will support Libra as one of the assets that, that that are on their platforms.
0: So let's switch gears a little bit from what Libra is and how it works to uh, why people seem to be worried about it. So uh, yeah. I've I've been reading articles over the past few weeks from the Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell hearings before congressional committees. Steve Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin also commented similarly. Uh, uh, or with similar concerns. Um, and one of the big concerns is that uh, there seems to be a lack of clarity around financial crime risks. So given what we know so far, what are you seeing uh, as the financial crime risk of this cryptocurrency? Is it money laundering issues, sanctions evasion, so on and so forth?
1: So yes, there have been a number of concerns raised around the potential misuse of, of something like Libra. I think that many of the same financial crime risks that we see with, with Bitcoin will also be present in Libra. Um, you know, because these systems are so open, they are susceptible to misuse, including money laundering, sanctions evasion, fraud. Um, you know, cryptocurrencies are basically digital cash and are attractive to criminals for the same reason that, that regular cash is. However, I, I do think that effective anti-money laundering controls have been put in place, certainly in the US, to address these risks. Uh, businesses such as cryptocurrency exchanges do fall within the scope of the Bank Secrecy Act, for example. And so you do have to do things like perform KYC on their clients and monitor for suspicious activity. And cryptocurrencies, I think, do have one major advantage when it comes to addressing financial crime. And that is the fact that they're based in general on transparent transaction ledgers. So for example, with Bitcoin, every single transaction is recorded on the blockchain for everyone to see. What you don't have there is any record of identities. So you you don't know who is transacting. However, companies such as ourselves work to link cryptocurrency addresses to real world entities, and in particular to illicit activity. And so that means that cryptocurrency exchange services um, can use blockchain monitoring solutions to see where their transactions have come from and to screen for, for list activity. And exactly the same thing will be possible in Libra. Um, so Libra is also based around a transparent transaction ledger. And so that same kind of blockchain monitoring should be possible on Libra as it is on uh, Bitcoin and Ether.
0: Mm, interesting. So even though it's it's you know, uh, Controlled by a you know, sort of centralized network, it's still planned on being open in terms of the ledger itself.
1: Yes, and that's an interesting um, sort of design uh, decision they've made there. Um, I guess the, the downside of having such a transparent transaction ledger is that it, it can also potentially um, lead to a lack of privacy for users. So if everybody's personal transactions are visible on a public ledger, then there is the potential to um, see things about people's uh, financial dealings that they might not necessarily want to be made public.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I've seen you know, already privacy concerns uh, being raised in addition to ones related to financial crime
1: right. risk. And I think that's particularly acute if you can somehow combine uh, information about somebody's financial network with information about their, their social network.
0: Yeah. And there's already a a, a level of uh, mistrust on for Facebook in their, their handling of personal data. So yeah. interesting yeah. to see how that plays out.
1: Absolutely. But the, the, the valid point that they respond to that concern with is that this currency isn't going to be controlled by Facebook. And They're going to also have uh, their own Libra wallet, Calibra, but you don't have to use it in order to use Libra. There there will, I'm sure, be independent software wallets that you can use. And therefore, you can avoid potentially disclosing information to Facebook that you don't want to be disclosed.
0: Mm, It's interesting. So it does seem like they're they're taking pains to stay ahead of some of these concerns. Right. So let's let's take a look at this from a different perspective which is the one of many in our audience um, and that is compliance officers at traditional financial institutions Um, so if i am sitting in an aml role fraud role or, or a similar role and i'm looking at libra what are my top areas of concern or interest anything that you would particularly highlight for this type
1: of audience sure so so libra isn't going to be launched until next year at the earliest. But I do think there is a potential for it to gain quite widespread adoption over quite a short time period. And so I think financial institutions might find that many of their customers are transacting in Libra and that the proceeds of those transactions might end up passing through accounts within their their own businesses. And so they need to be able to assess the risk of this potential, potential indirect exposure to Libra especially around money laundering, decide whether they need to implement something like blockchain monitoring to assess that risk. And they should also learn about some of the money laundering typologies that are specific to cryptocurrencies. I think another area they need to be concerned about is that there is the risk that Libra acts as a gateway to other cryptocurrencies. Mm. Um, And that's because the same exchange services that, that allow people to trade between various cryptocurrencies, so the likes of Coinbase, Binance, Gemini, will likely support Libra. And so people might be able to very easily purchase Libra, but then transfer it into other cryptocurrencies, such as Zcash or Monero, some of which are far less traceable than Bitcoin and Libra, and which potentially have much higher financial crime risks associated with them
0: it's probably worth noting that some of this activity that you're raising as a a future concern for a lot of financial institutions is probably a a present-day concern. It's just magnified by the potential for widespread adoption, right? So uh, activity with a nexus to crypto is probably flowing through a lot of financial institutions currently, whether they know it or not.
1: Exactly, yes. But I think in the past, people have really had to go out of their way to engage with cryptocurrencies. But with Libra, potentially every Facebook, WhatsApp, Instagram user in the world will suddenly have a cryptocurrency wallet. That's
0: a good point. And it segues nicely into what I think is our final question, which is looking at this from, you know, kind of a 30,000 foot view. What does it mean for the crypto world? and maybe just the world more broadly, frankly, that Facebook is launching this project now. Is this a validation for the future of cryptocurrencies? Is this a threat to other cryptocurrencies, a replacement or just, you know, something else? So any thoughts on that?
1: Yeah. So first of all, I don't see Libra as a threat to other currencies, really in fact it's pretty dependent on traditional currencies since they will make up most of the reserve that backs libra i do though see it as a potential threat to other payment systems you know the likes of venmo or or paypal and and that's because as we said facebook has such a huge user user base two and a half billion people worldwide who will suddenly have access to to libra as a as an alternative payment system and I, I do think that Libra is a, a huge validation for cryptocurrencies in general. I, do, I think that this probably marks the moment when cryptocurrencies move into the mainstream. As we said, two and a half billion people around the world will suddenly have a cryptocurrency wallet, will start uh, experimenting with what they can do with cryptocurrencies, perhaps start buying other cryptos. I think this is, this is good for the crypto industry in general.
0: If you had told me two and a half, you know, even two years ago, probably, that we would be sitting here talking about Facebook's cryptocurrency, I probably would have laughed. So it's pretty it's pretty amazing to see the development uh, in this space and a very exciting time to be in the crypto world.
1: Absolutely. I mean, um, I think we'll see other companies start to um, do something similar as well. I saw just yesterday Walmart filed a patent uh, for something very similar to Libra
0: much more to come on this. And actually, I'd be remiss in mentioning that there's much more to come on this specific topic from ACFCS. We will be holding a webinar later in the month of August uh, I believe August 22nd focusing on this topic so this was a bit of a preview of what's to come so much more to say and much more in the development of Libra and the crypto world as a whole and thanks again to Dr. Tom Robinson again our guest the chief scientist and co-founder at Elliptic for guiding us through this topic and look forward to uh, further discussions so Tom thanks again.